What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My mind's playing tricks on me Why won't it let me be Look inside and try to find But nothing seems to give me sweet relief Why won't it let me be Look inside and try to find But every time it seems I lose my mind My mind Oh, I It's self-helpless with Kelsey Cook Delaney Fisher and Taylor Tomlinson. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Delaney Fisher. I'm Kelsey Cook. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And oh my gosh, do we have a show today. (laughs) I am so excited to have this guest here. Uh, We have Fred Rosser here, professional wrestler. Yes, sir. We did it, everybody. We did it. (laughs) We did it. We've made it. We've made it. Uh, WWE champion, um, superstar, former tag team champion, I, hopefully I'm not messing this up too bad. No, you're doing, um, so far you're doing no, a great job. But you're just overall badass. Uh, we're so lucky to have you. And you are the first, in, in wrestling history, first openly gay wrestler, which... Holy shit, that's amazing. Um, So yeah, thank you for being here. And um, I guess since coming out, you've been really involved in the LGBTQ community with charity work, uh, working with Covenant House, which helps homeless teens, uh, the Trevor Project in Los Angeles, uh, which helps with LGBTQ uh, teen suicide prevention. So you've done a lot of amazing things, and we cannot wait to dive in and ask you all the questions. Wow, you've done your homework. Oh, yeah. oh no, very type A up in here. <laughs> yes, a lot of reading. Um, yeah. So first of all, so what is this? Yeah, oh, yeah. You have a large brown liquid jug with you. Yes. Well, it's not alcohol. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. August will be one year that I haven't drunk. Wow. Uh, wow. Congratulations. August will be one year that I've been in L.A. from uh, Tampa, Florida. So okay. I'm, I've been in here full time. And um, I stopped drinking because I just wanted to bring that to L.A. So uh, yeah. right here is my BCAs and glutamine. So okay. I don't cramp up. I, I can't be cramping up here. You, you're you like speaking Chinese when you say that. What does that mean? BCAs yeah. and glutamine are... And may, be powder, sure to talk into... Powdery substance that... Uh, help me not cramp up and okay. keep me moving. What does BCA stand for? 
uh, branch chain amino acids. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. And then what's the other thing? Glutamine. Glutamine. What's M- that? Muscle recovery. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like drinking juice. I go about uh, a gallon and a half, two gallons a day. Two gallons a day? So how how many hours a day are you working out? Or how? Power hour, baby. <laughs> Power hour. I'm not in the gym. Bunny hopping, two and a half hours. I'm in there an hour. In wow. and out. I keep it moving. Keep it moving. And yeah. the rest of the day, you're just peeing <laughs> after two gallons oh, of that. I sweat like puddles in the gym, literally puddles all, all over the floor. Oh my God. And, I, and I like to stay covered up because I'm a germaphobe. I don't like my skin yeah. touching the machines. Uh, so I stay covered up. Uh, just working out in scrubs. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, just, I mean, pretty much. Oh yeah. I stay covered up. I mean, I don't like to touch the machines or anything uh, mm-hmm. because of germs. So, wow! So you were so when you were wrestling and you were touching other people. Yeah, how did that yeah. work? Were you I anxious? would freak out. Well, yeah. I mean, we all take care of our bodies. We shower. It's a proper etiquette to do that. But with the machines, no one wipes down the machines properly. So like well, people, people get MRSA so easily <laughs> there, right? Like oh, I've been man. so yeah. freaked out. about I don't about know. That. I've never had it. So okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so MRSA is like the really intense staph infection that can kill oh. people, and it comes so easily in gyms because yes. everybody's sweats going out on it, and nobody's like wiping shit down. In the wrestling yeah. industry, it it does come, you know. But you yeah. just gotta, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, Even on airplanes, I'm a frequent flyer. Even on airplanes, when I get on, I have my Lysol spray and I spray down the. Good man, uh, yeah. Where we put our forearms. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I'm gonna start doing that. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. They fly a lot for you know. Yeah. Purposes. Yeah. I mean, me personally, you know. So, Mm -hmm. and I always wear hoodies over my head because I always somehow sit behind someone that just sneezes and like you know like it hit you you know it hit you so i always wear a hoodie so if you're gonna sneeze just sneeze it is what it is but that's like from traveling for the last 10 years straight every yeah. week because we're a traveling circus mm, uh we're yeah. professional stuntmen and what we do is entertainment but we do get hurt um yeah it wow. comes with the territory. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have any other things that you figured out just traveling as much as you do that makes traveling easier for you, being gone all the time, how you take care of yourself, getting enough sleep? Because we talk about that a lot, being comedians, we're gone every weekend, that we're, we're still figuring it out. Yeah, and trying we're, to eat healthy on the And we're not in as amazing shape as yeah. you are. Uh, so any tips you have would be <laughs> incredible. Uh, no, you women look great. Uh, this is Aww. my first... I love This help. is my first podcast with all women. Really? I've never... Aww done a podcast with any women they've been all males and to have three of you guys here is pretty cool to help me tell my story yeah oh, welcome the first professional wrestler on here and first for everybody and I always say there's room for everyone at the finish line so like however mm-hmm. I can help you with your platform and vice versa so yeah, okay, honestly. can we make that a quote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. That Stop. quote for everyone in the Stop. finish line. Stop. Okay, so yeah. I know this might be embarrassing, but I actually screenshotted <laughs> some of your quotes from my friend Farbo, yes. who wrote a beautiful article about you. I love and them. you said some incredible stuff yeah, that really. I would like to share with our for listeners. For the record, we usually ask the guests to give up, <laughs> and we'll let you, we'll ask you what your favorite quotes are, yes. but th- that we have you here, and you have amazing quotes, and you just said one off the fly. You're <laughs> perfect. For everyone at the finish line. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's so inclusive and beautiful. And in in the entertainment industry, which we're all in, it's so competitive. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, cut their leg off four feet behind you. (laughs) I mean, there's so much content out there. Content, content, content. I mean, why not help each other out, especially in crazy times like this? Absolutely. Uh, Let's get some quotes in here. Hopefully this isn't too weird for you. One of my favorite quotes that you said. Um, (laughs) I love this. Without commitment, you'll never start. But most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. Yes. That's so and good. I love it because <laughs> I got it from Denzel Washington. Oh, you did? I got it okay. from him. That's so nice. it's something that is very meaningful to me. It's something I always say in a lot of my speaking engagements. Uh, without commitment, you'll never start. But most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. Mm. And like from 2002 to 2009, I grinded and grinded and grinded to get that big spot with WWE. Yeah. I was doing shows in front of 20 people with no with no shower and no toilet i've wrestled in from in front of 20 people to 20,000 people i had the doors shut in my face so many times uh from 2002 to 2009 uh and 2009 out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world in tampa florida i did my last and final tryout with wwe and uh, i beat them all out i was a maniac for four days and this was when you had to pay to try out you know like you have to pay to maybe be on a show. Like I've done, I've done all that. I've wow. been a ticket seller. I've, I've done all. Done I've done it. all that. So I've grinded. Wow. So uh, 2009 was a time when I had to pay to try out, and I used 2000, 2000 dollars of my own money to do this tryout. And if I didn't get picked up, I most likely would have been a firefighter uh, wow. or in the police uh, force. Oh my god! But I wasn't. I was scooping ice cream from <laughs> from, from like. 11th grade. Goddamn hottest ice cream scooper yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh my no. God. No, no. I would eat a, I'd be eating a lot of ice cream. I'd just be hanging out there a lot. No. Uh, it's me again. Yeah. I, no, I, don't get it twisted. I was a heavy kid growing up. I was a heavy kid yeah. growing up. So, really? Yeah. So 11th grade, I was working at Dairy Queen and uh, doing what I had to do. I was managing the store. I was good friends, good Jewish family. I loved them to death. Um, they, they, uh, helped me do my own schedule, and anytime I got a tryout or a show that I needed to do, they always relieved me. So, oh, that's, um, so nice. that's why I worked there. Okay, and, and they were more than just um, um, my boss; they were family, oh, and so nice. uh, I grew up with their kids. And um, I'm just very, I'm just very happy to have had those opportunities to. Um, do my tryouts and do my uh, wrestling on the weekends. Um, yeah. So, I. I definitely thank them yeah absolutely you are so grounded and humble it's like you <laughs> yeah. have such a wonderful energy yeah. and just listen i well, i'm oh i can't we're well, just a friend gonna said that my, uh, compliment you all <laughs> i guess i guess my sign is uh um my years of pig I, I was born the pig year do you guys are you guys familiar with the horoscope like one of my friends told me that the characteristics of a pig are like someone that is very grounded and interesting like, I, don't know. I, don't I don't know the year thing we've talked before yeah. about horoscopes just with like the different signs but yeah, I like to, into the yeah and I'm a Scorpio so okay. I'm very oh, me too yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm an introvert but I can socialize as an extrovert. Like, yeah. once I'm done, like, with you guys, I'm just going to just sit and just, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, be done. We feel the same way. So you talked a lot about um, getting this, the door slammed in your face yeah. over and over again. How did you handle that rejection? What, what made you keep going? This is something I've always wanted to do since a little kid. Uh, my dad and I uh, don't really talk, but 
he was always there for me. Um, when I was a kid, he always had a hot meal on the table for me. Mm -hmm. um, he got me into wrestling. He was a fan himself. He took me to a lot of the shows. I spoke about him in a, a People magazine. His picture was featured, so he was Aww. very happy about that. Oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah, so he's always been there for me, so I, I don't like to hide that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. I would play football. I would play uh I, I would amateur wrestle, and I would just do it just to, like, maybe hit someone late on the football field, and they would be like, bro, what are you doing? Then I would just body slam them. <laughs> it, it would always end oh up in a wrestling gosh. match, and everyone knew that this was something I wanted to do. And um, in my yearbook, one of my last sentences was, WWF, here I come. Wow. And, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to do it. Oh, and, my gosh. And it's all about playing your cards right. I mean, let's face it, this entertainment business can be cutthroat. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you just got to play your cards right. And why I lasted so many years in WWE was because I'm a guy that I can work with anybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, I like to highlight your strengths and hide your weaknesses. That's just the way oh. it is. Live TV, you got to be ready. Yeah. yeah. With WWE tel television, we're the best improvers in the business oh man we, yeah we got to learn how to uh read a script or we got to know how to improvise so yeah step yeah. aside whose line is it anyway yeah, it's just <laughs> like, you got nothing <laughs> with me i work on bullet points i just like to go back and forth and just get to the point to of the uh subject wow. wow so you knew you wanted to be a professional wrestler like as a kid so what was that moment like when you did it like when you got that call you're mm -hmm. now part of the wwe this is your lifelong dream yeah what does that feel like because that's where all we're all striving for that that like yeah. phone call or that feeling that like i've i've made it this i set out to do this thing yeah yeah well, now it's here well back in the day wwf didn't have a drug policy wwe now has a tough drug policy because we've had a lot of deaths in the company so the first thing they asked me was um, if I was clean of steroids. I said, yes, sir, the last time I've ever taken an enhancement supplement was December 2008. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just something, it is what it is. I think all professional athletes might have done it, but I'm not afraid to admit it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't do it again ever because I was uh, young and dumb in college rooming with uh, baseball players, and it's just something that you're around your environment. Yeah. You want to get that edge. Some of the best in our business ha were were beasts. Yeah, um, it's like spray tans for yeah. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, you know, we got to step so it up. <laughs> so the business now is clean. So yeah. um, I said I'm off all enhancement supplements. I'm ready to get signed. And I moved down from New Jersey, where I'm born and raised, uh, all the way down to Tampa, Florida. And mm. that's when I grinded and grinded because once you get down there, you're amongst maybe 100 people in developmental. Mm. So we're split up in the classes, but there are 100, uh, 100 people in the industry uh, that are trying to make it to uh, a, a select number of spots on TV. Yeah. So it's very, wow. it's very cutthroat. So yeah. like sometimes... You have some good dance partners and not so good dance partners in the ring. And some yeah. things might not go as well. Some people might mess up on purpose, you know, like, man, what? Oh. I mean, it is what it is. Oh. But oh, that's I, why we I, like stand up, not improv. I've always been a guy. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> I've never had issues like that. I've always been a guy where, like, I'm making you look good. That's what my job is. If we're going to have a, uh, like, a, 
if we're going to have a performance, you know, where you and I are fighting, I'm going to make you look like a million bucks. And I'm going to make it look like, wow, you know, nice. where I slip on a banana peel and that's it for <laughs> yeah. me. And then that's right. when you go in for the kill. I'm going to make you look like a million bucks because wow. that's entertainment. You know, right. people wouldn't yeah. expect that. People would expect me to beat on a woman. But let me slip on a banana peel and, oh, man, now you're on top of me. <laughs> Watch her. Yeah, that, that's, on that, that's entertainment. That's fun yeah. for me. I'm about telling the story. Wow. So, yeah, everyone loves working with me. You ask anyone on the roster, if you ever yeah. meet anyone, John Cena, anybody, yeah. you ask them and they'll tell you that, you know, I'm a good, what they call it, utility guy. But I'm, I'm more than just that. Yeah. Uh, I'm someone that, you know, is fighting for the LGBT youth uh, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. So I always say my fight is much more bigger than in the ring. It's outside of the ring, fighting bigotry and hatred. Yeah, that's can you, amazing. Can you tell us about coming out and your story and how it happened and if you were worried about coming out in this sport? I was closeted for 30 years, 30 wow. years of my life. So I came out probably two years to my immediate family, my mom, my best friend Trouble in New York. Uh, and a few other people. I call him Trouble because we wrestled together on a minor league level. His name was Tommy Trouble. Mm. Um, so he and he's a straight guy. Always loved me, still does. So I told my immediate family because I was in a, a relationship with a female for almost two years that wow. I met that I met in Tampa, Florida. And she was a beautiful girl, wonderful girl in, into fitness. Um, she never did anything wrong to me. Yeah. I was just like living a lie and I knew I was living a lie and after a while enough was enough and um, I, I told her the news and she wasn't happy yeah. uh, but sh then she realized that she wanted to understand she wanted to know more but I was at a point where I was like just leave me alone don't talk to me and I was young yeah I was young so um, now if I could maybe talk to her and, and be friends that would be wonderful but yeah um, I'm just grinding away but when I came out to WWE uh, publicly, I didn't think at the time it was major, but when someone like Cher reached out to me mm. on social media and said, man, because of your story, I'm very happy that you came out because one of my friends who's a big wrestling fan came out to his family. So thank wow. you for doing what you do. So it was that moment when I came out and she uh, res responded to me like that. I was like, man, my story's a big fucking deal. Yeah, wow, what big an impact. Deal. Yeah. Big deal. And you came out to TMZ? Is that came out to TMZ. Wow. Wow. Just thinking nothing of it. Yeah. Just I mean, like, this is who I am. I'm not going to. I've been approached by TMZ several times, and this was at a time when we didn't have a relationship with TMZ. Um, everything was just like, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. And now, I could have been outed. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but I said what I said, and I was happy with what I said. But when I got back to my hotel that same night, uh, I was sick as a dog. I'm like, man, why did I say that? I was oh, like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I don't know how how it's going to be perceived. Yeah. It's like the fear of the unknown. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, man. So I immediately contacted WWSA. This is what happened. I said what I said. And um, at the time, they supported me. And uh, when the news broke, um, top superstars embraced me with love. And um, oh, wow. guys like Randy Orton... Um, Big Show, uh, Mark Henry. Mark Henry uh, is the world's strongest man on WWE television. Um, and he's one guy that when I first got brought up to the roster, he said, uh, because at the time I had spiky hair and I had gold sequences around my head, <laughs> and he's sitting back in a locker room and he said, boy, 
why you got your hair like that? It makes you look gay. And oh. this was before I had came out. Oh, and uh, I said, I was nervous. I said, Mark, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to look different. This is in the locker room. Wow. And yeah. uh, he had said that, and I was stuttering over my words. And I said, Mark, I'm just trying to look different. And I wasn't out. And fast mm -hmm. forward to when I came out to TMZ, uh, he was one of the first guys to you know, wrap his arms around me. And he mm -hmm. said, when he writes a book, the chapter of one of his uh, um, uh, um, one of his selections is going to be insert foot in mouth because mm. he uh -huh. felt like a idiot for saying what he said, not knowing that I wasn't out. So yeah. it was guys like him and a few of the top guys that really embraced me with open arms. Yeah. Um, uh, would always involve me in locker room banter, and there's some guys that uh, maybe just didn't like my lifestyle. Mm. It is what it is, or they didn't maybe want to lose to a gay guy. Um, and, you know, oh. my my thing is gay comes in all sizes and shapes, and not everyone is feminine. Um, I'm I'm very masculine looking. I get yes. hit on a lot. I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to. Yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I already did. Everybody's <laughs> refraining. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. Thank God. Thank God I'm out to the world because I don't have to hide. I was just on a family vacation in Tampa, Florida, and I was sitting by the pool, not bothering anyone, you know? I had my headphones in, and then uh, this little uh, uh, black girl came up to me, and uh, she was like, oh, my sister wants to know, are you... Uh, with anyone right now. Um, and the girl was probably like eight or nine years old. Yeah. I said, um, tell your sister that I'm gay. <laughs> I, I, I just, oh my God. I just said it out loud and she swam back, I guess, over to, to her sister. And now I can say that. I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah. I don't have to hide and be like, oh, uh, yeah, my wife's in, or my girlfriend's right. in the hotel room. I don't have to hide. I can just be honest, open with myself and have fun with it, you know? Yeah. I'm not afraid anymore to just, like, do, like, all that. You, know? <laughs> just, just, yeah. you just, go. You just, do it. Just to throw people off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just to throw people off, like, man, you know? Because he, even at the gym, when I work out, I work out very um, hard, and I do a lot of unique stuff that's safe you know yeah. a lot of functional stuff so people are looking at me and like a lot of straight guys are looking at me and um like I, what do you do like like safety wise oh no they're no they're like man that guy's in good shape like, oh okay you know yeah. and, I, and to me i get turned on by it because only if you yeah. knew honey you know sometimes I, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes sometimes i give them the eye like and they wouldn't expect oh that God. you know they just they just turn the other way I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a shit anymore. That is awesome. You know? yeah, you're not going to kick my ass. You're not going to kick my ass. Absolutely not. Yeah. I hope we can like take this footage and when you just gave that look, zoom in. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love my that. Goodness. Wait, yes, which camera? You that got one? either one. You got all of them. You get a good look, honey? I don't care anymore. My management team might be a little upset that I <laughs> act like that. I don't care. I'm oh. just able to be myself. Yeah. You know? I don't act. I, the way I act is the way I act. I would do interviews before I came out. Listen, my name is Bone Crusher Fred Sampson. Let me tell you one thing. Oh I would cut God. promos like this to make myself sound more masculine. I don't have to do that anymore. Wow. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so now I can talk like this. I don't have yeah. to talk. Hey, ladies, how you doing? It's yeah. great so to be here. So that's how you were talking in WWE. Yeah. Well, not wow. in WWE. This is how we talk uh, on the independence, like oh. to grind in on the independence, you know? Oh, okay. And like, 
who knows if I would have made it if I was out and about, but yeah. I was the first openly gay WWE superstar to come out publicly. Yes. And there have been people in our industry, and a lot of uh, closed-minded people don't get it. There have been people in our industry that um, were gay, but they weren't out publicly. So I came out publicly to the world, and with social social media, it just blew up. Yeah. Wow. So I always say, right now, my fight's much more bigger than in the ring. It's outside of the ring, fighting bigotry and hatred, and trying to be the voice of the voiceless for yeah. the LGBT community. The LGBT community so desperately needs a um, LGBT superhero, and I'm gonna be that guy. Oh, so why not have a too. LGBT superhero, Black Panther-ish yeah. yes. in the world? Yeah, and have other wrestlers come out since you've come out, or? More wrestlers on the independent level, okay. the minor league level. Wow. And again, they gotta play their cards right, and you know, if you can play, you can play, so just, yeah. If, if you have talent, and there is some talent, uh, there's one particular kid in L.A., his name is Jake Atlas, and he's got a lot of potential, uh, hit, my story inspired him, good-looking kid, uh, good-looking Mexican, and I think he can definitely do it, he's got a lot of potential, and um, I hope he makes it in the yeah. industry, again, we need more representation. I'm 34, not 24. Michael Jordan, I'm not saying I'm Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan can't play basketball forever. So, right. But again, I still have a lot left in the tank. Yeah. Right. I'm 34. I can go a few more years. Right now, I'm just doing it for fun. Yeah. Um, quality over quantity. I'm not trying to whore myself in this world. Yeah. Uh, so I want to be a novelty. I want to do certain things, and I'm glad I can do that. Yeah, and because awesome. you came out after you had already made it, you're making it easier for people who are on the come up to come yeah. up before yeah, they even not? make it big. Why not? That's so cool. Gratitude fucking reciprocates. Yes. yes. There's another one. Oh, so many it. good quotes. I got that yeah. from Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Like oh, attractive men, you're taking quotes. Uh, I, mean, I like it. I, mean, I see what's happening here. Uh, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm just letting you know who I got it from. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like who inspires you. Inspire yeah, me too. Um, this is like a little bit off topic, but I just watched the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Have you seen that yet? No, I'm sorry, I've not seen. Oh my it. gosh, I want to okay. see it though, but. Yeah, I've been so busy, but yeah, yeah no, see no it. need Tell to apologize. That's like us, you know, people ask us, oh, did you see that person's comedy special? We're like, no, we're fucking performing comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have time to watch other people. So I totally get it. Um, was he a, a big influence for you at all? I know that he was probably later, right? Yeah, he was way later, back in the 80s. But yeah. he's a guy that wrestled Hulk Hogan, someone yes. that I really looked up to growing up. Yeah. Um, and he was Andre the Giant. He was a giant in our industry. He, yeah. Uh, he passed away maybe in 93 or 94. Right. But yeah, he, he's an OG. Yeah. He's an OG. Who was your biggest inspiration? Was it Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. These are just, you know, I mean, Hulk Hogan would probably be the most recognizable name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like guys like Shawn Michaels and Ricky Steamboat were. Um, mentors of mine, especially Ricky Steamboat, um, because why I loved Ricky Steamboat, uh, he had a way of selling to the people like he was injured, he was hurt, he was in jeopardy. And mm. then when that bad guy would slip on a banana peel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then that's when Ricky Steamboat would be that Superman, fiery guy in the ring. And I really enjoyed him. I yeah. really enjoyed watching him. So I'm trying to. Uh, illustrate to you trying to paint a picture uh use wrestling terms to kind of help you out 
Yeah. Tell yeah, tell it. you tell you why I like this particular person. Yeah. So cool. all these guys were believable. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you said earlier, uh, sorry for jumping around a little bit. Oh. You said earlier you were an overweight kid. Yeah, I was an overweight kid and had a speech impediment. And you had a speech impediment. Wow. What did you? What was it? A lisp or something? Uh, it was a not a lisp, but certain words I couldn't pronounce or yeah. certain letters I couldn't pronounce. Um, but I was in speech class for elementary school, maybe fourth grade, fifth grade. So was I at a lisp growing yeah. up. Yeah. So eventually I overcame it with a speech pathologist and yeah. sometimes it comes and goes, but I'm not as bad as I was when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. I tell these kids uh, and even adults that I had these issues, but I didn't let it hold me down. And it helps. It helps for people to hear the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Looking at you now, I mean, and there's any kid would be like, I can do anything. I could oh be that. God, yeah. I could be at house. That's yeah. amazing. Just when did you start getting into fitness? Well, when did you start really? I, I was overweight because I don't know about your grandparents, but both my grandparents live right next door to each other. Okay. So after school, four o'clock, I would go to one grandparent's house, probably watch Oprah when Oprah was on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Oprah was on primetime, right? Or date or evening like time. 4 yeah. Yeah, yeah, 4 yeah, p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Oprah was on, so I would eat at one grandparent's house, and I would go to the second grandparent's <laughs> house. Second, second yeah, 6.30, I'd go to the uh, second grandparent. Then I would go home and have my meal that I always said my dad always had a hot meal yeah. on the table for me. So after a while, I just blew up. So I was a heavy kid, but yeah. everyone loved me. I, I always uh, beat up the bullies and stuff like yeah. that, but That's I was a class awesome. clown, and I got involved with um, with student government because um, of one teacher that said, you know, you would be a good role model uh, for the class. So I did that for like three years. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe junior, se junior, senior, and freshman year of college. Uh, I was just heavily involved. And then that wrestling thing came up when I found a school that was about 30 minutes from me, mm -hmm. from Union in West Patterson, New Jersey. I trained in a garage from 2002 to 2009, and that's when I got my chance, but I grinded, I grinded. Yeah, yeah. I grinded, and I picked up so quickly. <laughs> yeah. I picked up so quickly. I think I read about, do you, you have like an organization called Block the Hate, or is there kind of some movement? Do you want to tell us about that? Sure, yeah, the Block the Hate movement originally started with me being the first openly gay WWE superstar, but it's more than just an LGBT movement. It's a movement for anybody that gets bullied for various reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, you might get bullied because you have a speech impediment. I might get bullied because I was an overweight kid. You yeah. might get bullied because you had freckles or whatever. Right. You know? yeah. But in I order to so be- I scared for a second. I was like, <laughs> what's he gonna find on me? I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. I, I'm just Freckles talking. is a good one. You could caution it. <laughs> good job. I was like, freckles are you. Cause you feel my body melt after you. I was like, okay. <laughs> Felt like I was getting the Terminator scan like, for a second. I was like, please God, don't say something I'm very insecure about. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Beautiful breasts. I know. Scared. One of my favorite <laughs> favorite comedians that I, I I don't Chelsea lately I love her. Oh Chelsea Handler, yeah. Yeah, I, I I just love her, love her. I think she's so funny, and yeah. I just love. And when I came out publicly, uh, my boyfriend had uh, at the time had uh, caught a um, clip. No, he had said that. Oh Chelsea, uh, Ch Chelsea Handler had said something about you, uh, and she said uh, when she was doing her rundown, she said, oh. WWE superstar comes out of the closet. Typical, typical black guy with an Asian. And I was cracking up. You know? oh I was cracking God. up. Uh, I, I thought it was amazing. I've never met her before, but I always wanted to meet her. Fan, yeah. Huge that's fan. So, and that's cool. Like, uh, she's just so down to earth. Um, 
there's this one uh, female announcer commentator with WWE. Her name is Renee Young, and she is like, she makes me feel so comfortable with interviews. Uh, she's so cool, and she reminds me of uh, uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, so um, I just, uh, <laughs> just amazing. Just yeah. Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> It's amazing, but Sorry. yeah. So the block the hate. So yeah. whatever it is, freckles, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're also <laughs> getting bullied. Uh, in order to be strong and successful, you got to block the hate, and that's what it's all about. So it's um, a universal movement that I want to be the next middle finger. You know, you mm-hmm. say I can't do it. Well, fuck you. Block the hate. Oh, and yeah. It's actually the equality sign. I'm wearing my oh. shirt. Oh, nice. oh that's really cool. It's actually the equality sign with my forearms and hashtag block the hate on the wristband now the t-shirt is just a byproduct you know it is what it is but it's 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 more than just a t-shirt it's a movement that um we so desperately need now so um people always reach out to me on uh, social media almost every day with Mm. a story or um if it's a legit fan and i've had one legit fan um actually think about commit suicide and he Mm -hmm. wrote out a big message i video uh direct messaged him you know how you can like send video so i told him you know hey man you know just cut it out and i lended my advice you know i'm not a counselor but i mean i can just be a friend that's all i can be yeah i can just speak from the heart i'm no doctor (laughs) but i can just speak from experience and just give help where help is needed and he talked himself out of it and i take stuff like that seriously especially when it's a fan that you've had dialogue with and that you've met and when you travel a lot like this fan is in the midwest and he's struggling so whatever met him yeah i had met him so yeah so i I knew it was serious you know people don't joke around like that so i was able to help him out and that's what it's all about my fight's much more bigger than in the ring yeah Uh, no no one's perfect here i mean we all have our dirty little secrets, you know? Just yeah. keep it real, you know? Yeah. But um, I'm not out to hurt anyone. I'm out to be loving and caring and have fun because life is too short. Yeah. Life is too short. It is what it is. Yeah. So what would you say right now, because we have a lot of listeners and maybe somebody is struggling to come out to their friends or family, what would you say to that person after being, you know, in the closet, I guess, for 30 years, you said, yeah. right? And then coming well, out. Well, yeah, like twenty, like 28 years. I think wow. I came out when I was 30. Wow. wow. So like 28, whatever. <laughs> so what would you say to them and like the biggest differences with, you know, being open and, and not and your experience with that? Uh, come out when you're ready, you know, mm. no one should hold a gun to your head, like, come out, come out, come out, I'll come out, I came out when I was ready, I was tired of, with my boyfriend at the time, he's one of the reasons why I came out, um, because I wanted to be able to bring him to wrestling functions with me, mm. so, um, him and I started dating Nick Villa, 2012, I met him in Miami, and we were together al- almost five years, wow. um, so, um, uh, deep into our relationship, I wanted to come out eventually because uh, I was tired of being affectionate behind closed doors. And then when I come out in public, where I'm like just like walking like we're bros and stuff like that. Oh, so I was I just think. tired of living yeah. that way. I wanted to be able to bring him to wrestling functions and have him experience what I experienced. Yeah. Because um, there came a time when, and I'm sorry I'm going off subject. No, but no, no, this, this is great. Exactly, it this is, is what perfect. it is. Totally like to talk about. Yeah. You know, uh, this is serious shit that I want people to hear. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted to be able to bring him to wrestling functions with me, and I wanted him to be able to see the life that I lived because there came a, came a point when I guess friends were in his ear saying um, maybe I'm messing around on the road and oh. stuff like that, and I was completely honestly loyal to him. Yeah. So I said, oh, yeah? So is that, is that how it is? I brought him on the road with me plenty of times. We're up at 5 a.m. for a flight, boom, flight to the venue, venue, uh, no, we land, we go to the gym, we eat, we go to the venue, we perform, we drive 300 miles. It's go, go, go. There's no time to mess around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is what it is. You're tired, too. Yeah, you're like, I barely have time to be with you. Yes, guys, guys do what they do. It is what it is. But me, I was faithful. I was loyal. After I'm done with the show and we can leave, I'm going to the next city. I'm yeah. looking at how much time it's going to take. I'm, I'm cruising, listening to my music. I'm going, maybe talking to him. Yeah. Uh, cruising to the next city. I'm not messing around. I'm, when I'm committed, I'm committed. And what did yeah. he do? Uh, at the time, he was doing fine dining restaurant. And he's still oh, doing okay. fine dining restaurant. And I respected him for doing that. But, uh, you know, there came a time when, like, he could sing, dance, he could vlog, he could do whatever. Uh, and I wanted to help him out. And all that stuff was his um, hobby, but it wasn't his passion. Fashion was passion. So eventually uh, we broke up, not on bad terms, and, yeah. I, and, and I'll explain why. Uh, and I believe in September he's going to be going to the fashion school in the UK. He got accepted. Oh, oh, cool. He w- he moved back home from Miami to Chicago, where we used to live, to raise the funds on his own. Oh, so wow. I'm very proud of him for doing that. Uh, so he'll be going to school in September to follow his passion, uh, to get his master's in that. Um, but you guys just felt like you were on different paths? Different paths. But the one thing I tell people in a lot of my speaking engagements, and I'll tell you now, uh, the one thing I learned from him was to talk it out. You know, us mm-hmm. guys can be, you know, keep our feelings in and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I can just explode like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I learned from him to talk stuff out. Uh, yeah. If there's a problem financially, there's never a problem financially or anything. Uh, uh, if there's a problem with anything, talk it out. And that's mm-hmm. something I learned from him. And he still helps me out to this day with a lot of my speaking points when I'm speaking to the LGBT community because he's just good with his words. You know, mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, so uh, I, I need help. I need help. And he was good with his words. He helped yeah. me explain, like, a uh, situation like uh, transgender bathrooms. You know, that's a tough subject to mm-hmm. uh, talk about. But at the end of the day, everyone should be safe. Yeah. So everyone should be safe when it comes to that issue. And... And not and and not and not pick a side, you know. That's just how I work. Not pick a side. I like to just be straight and down to the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone deserves to be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. You know? Yeah. So when you two started dating, he was he was out to everybody in his life. Yes, he was out, but he was man, he he was amazing, and he's still amazing. But he 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 was out. He came out. Uh, um, his family disowned him for a little bit. Oh, uh, but they're doing great. Uh, they're doing great now. Yeah. But he was young when he came out, so uh, he, he he was game proud, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be happy at the end of the day. And yeah. he and um, I got an opportunity to do Ellen when I mm-hmm. came out, and she was wonderful to us. Uh, and one of the last things that Nikki said in the interview with Ellen was, uh, "My uh, his happiness is my happiness." So mm-hmm. he's very happy that I'm happy and. I was happy that I was able to bring him to speak in engagements and to bring him hold his hand at a WWE function Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. 
and be proud. And yeah. you know, you have your people on social media. Um, Cyberbullying is one of the most serious forms of bullying. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Whether you're, uh, you know. Uh, a young kid on social media or an adult, you know, sometimes the shit hurts, you know, like, man, why are these people saying this? They don't even know me. And then you'll get some people, because I'm very good at reading, like, uh, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. You know, you're not so bad after all. I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the backhanded yeah. compliments. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Do you like me or not? Just be straight. Uh, yeah, if you don't yeah, like me, yeah. just say it. Yeah. Yeah. People are gross. Internet yeah. trolls. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So yeah. has it has it been hard being in the limelight? I mean, like you're you're on. Hey, baby, you know, this is what I signed up right. for. Yeah. This is what we signed up yeah. for. Yeah. Like, like, okay, I'm in. I'm all in. Or has it been like, oh man, I I didn't know it would be like this. No, I no. mean, at the end of the day, my happiness is more important than anything. You know, I'm 34, not not 24. Yeah. Uh, I I made it in an industry that uh, is a tough industry. It's a mm-hmm. it's a tough industry to be in. It's very cutthroat. You got to play your cards right, like I said. Um, but I'm I'm happy to be able to be myself because mm-hmm. if you're not yourself, uh, it's unfor- it's unfortunate you can do some harm to yourself. And yeah. I don't want to do that to myself, and I don't want anyone else to harm themselves. Yeah. So it, it's a serious issue when it comes to bullying. Yeah. So was your team, so like your reps, were they supportive of you coming out, or were they a little bit like, "Ooh, damage control" at first? <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> that look again. He's like, "What the hell do you think?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was convenient when it was convenient for them. Right. Um, like I said, I always talk about the people that supported me. Uh, the superstars that supported me that were my friends. Yeah. Uh, I always talk highly of that, highly of them. Yeah. Um, I don't throw anyone under the bus. Vince McMahon, the owner of the company, yeah. uh, is an amazing person. He gave me one of my last TV opportunities with them. He gave me a shot to do um, uh, a gimmick on television, and I believed in it. He believed in it. It's just unfortunate the people that work under him, you know, um, had their own agenda and had their own people that they wanted to get up on the roster. Yeah. Uh, Because I was a Vince McMahon guy. I wasn't a Triple H guy or um, any of those people. Yeah. Vince McMahon gave me my opportunity, and I'm very happy of it. Um, Yeah. I have no hard feelings. Um, I always say if you need me to come back to do a uh, speaking engagement or whoop someone's ass <laughs> I'm available you know where to yeah. find me. but life's too short at 24 I would have probably when me and my boyfriend separated I could have threw him under the bus I could, when I got released from WWE I could have threw them under the bus but uh, I had a wonderful career in WWE the one thing that really upset me was uh this past year, uh, one of their biggest shows of the year, WrestleMania, they had LGBTQ representation on the show, and they haven't ever done that with me. So yeah. it, it kind of hurt me when I got released from my contract last year, which I'm not like Michael Jordan can't play forever, like yeah, I said. Yeah. So I was released from my contract, which was cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple months later, there's this LGBTQ representation on TV that is um, done by a straight man. <gasps> oh, so, oh, God. I was, 
What? That Let's is call not them. petition. That is bullshit. That's yes, crazy. That is bullshit. I don't, so, yeah. were you, so you were. It was a surprise that you were released, right? You were like, yeah. what? It did not see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I was doing media with them uh, for a. Um, the, wait. <laughs> What game was it for, Bod? The Clipper game. Yeah, the Clipper game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys get me all riled up. <laughs> uh, but Clipper game. And uh, I did social media for them. And the next day, this was a Saturday and Sunday morning. I'm just sit, sitting in bed. And I get a call from um, uh, Talent Relations. And I answer the phone. Like It was like 11 a.m. And they... and the guy released me and I was like "Eh, it is what it is Um, I'm sure maybe someday I I would come back who knows but I'm okay with being released but a couple months later when you see this representation I'm like oh man it kind of hurt man and I I made it vocal on social media I was and I I told people I cried like a baby when I seen that I cried a grown man like me I cried like a baby like when I seen this representation I'm like man couldn't you have like invited me like yeah. kind of invite me and just say hey you know Darren Fred whatever the hell they want to call me um, hey check this out that we're doing you know and I would have loved to have shown up and just have felt it and seen it wow. but I'm like man not even an invite or anything to just see the moves that we're making because I love the guy that they put it on Finn, Finn Balor I mm. love him he's a yeah. great guy and they have another LGBT representation uh, lesbian Sonia Deville who I'm really good friends with so there's representation on her end and my boy uh, Finn Balor's uh, repping the LGBT colors that's great he's straight yeah he's straight it's, that should have been you yeah that makes it, it no is, sense it is what it is but <laughs> just maybe invite me you know I just yeah, want to be able to yeah. feel the crowd and rah 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 and stuff like that but I was even invited uh, so that hurt the most so yeah. and I made it known like Good. I made wow. it known I cried like a baby. Wow. Oh my god! So it's like so. when Scarlett Joe got yeah, cast as an Asian woman. It's like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> well, yeah, so trans recently. Yeah, Scarlett. She just oh, stepped out of it because of all the backlash from. Um, like the transgender community being like, we're right here. We've been trying to get these roles, and now you make a role and you cast somebody who's not. Oh, like, I didn't even know about that. One. Oh, yeah, I was like talking the... about when she played an Asian chick. <laughs> no, she's thing? oh, she's Jesus. deep in it. She's deep in it. She oh, keeps Scar getting Joe. cast for things. Scar that go home, Scarjo. Yeah. Yeah. You have enough money. Yeah, you are white. Yeah, You're we get it. You can do anything. Uh, yeah. That's why Whoa. I always say there's room for everyone at the finish line, people. Yeah. Come on, yeah. let's work together. Give people an Give opportunity. In, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Holy <sighs> crap. That's, yeah. Um, I have, do you guys have other? We I know. I'm trying to keep an eye on time. We've got another, like, seven, oh. five to seven minutes. Okay. Like that. <laughs> Great. Um, is there, what do you want to plug, um, the, you know, all the organizations yeah. you're involved in, everything, where to find you, all your social media? Uh, um, my social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Real Fred Rosser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have realfredrosser.com. You can see where I'm performing at, where I'm speaking at. Um, again, the Block the Hate movement the shirt is just a byproduct, but if you want to join the movement, you can go to blockdate.com. Um, it's a very and, cool shirt. Yeah, yeah. no, thank Love you. Every, everyone loves the colors. I wear it in the airport. People always staring and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm probably staring for a couple I mean, reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not just Why sure. hide yeah. hard work? Cool shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. hide hard work? Why not? Seriously. You know? yeah. I love it. I love it. That's so good. And I've partnered with a clothing brand that's based out of Sherman Oaks who, um, 
I've been friends with them two years. Uh, they're a great organization, a great clothing streetwear company uh, that I believe in. Their message, they treat me like family and the quality of the clothes. And the owner of Headquarters Clothing, Pedro, is a big wrestling fan, so I met him through wrestling. Um, and it's a brand that I believe in. And the Block the Hate movement and Headquarters Clothing, our messages are parallel to one another, having to do with success. Headquarters clothing, where's your headquarters? Where do you achieve success? Mm. We achieve success in the entertainment field. So it's about embracing it and knowing your headquarters. Mm. So uh, it's a brand I believe in, and you can follow them on Instagram at HQ Clothing, or you can go to headquartersclothing.com and check out their apparel. So uh, I moved out to LA. Um, it'll be a year in August, yeah. making moves. Awesome. Uh, in acting, uh, commercials, telling my story with you guys. So Very when cool. I found out about this opportunity and this hookup, I said, why not tell my story? Yeah. If I can yeah. tell my story to uh, a committed, loyal audience, why not? Yeah. Why not? Do you like LA? Do you like it so far? I love it. I love it. I love the atmosphere. Uh, the traffic can be a little chaotic, but you yeah. just gotta leave early, baby. I was here on time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you were. I like, I'm in and out. You know, I, I don't like to be late for anything. Uh, yeah. The music. I'm an R&B head, so yeah. I'm always listening to my R&B. I turn it up and I tune out all the beep and the horn. I don't speed anymore. Yeah. It's my first move to LA. I was driving my truck into uh, one of those small garages and like I I, I hit the side of my car rushing. I Oof. said, forget that. I'm yeah. stopping rushing. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. When the light is turning yellow, I stop. Yeah. I don't yeah. care because <laughs> yeah. sometimes. You know, anything can happen. I've seen it, you know. And yeah. L.A. drivers are aggressive. Yeah. So oh, yes, you might yeah. see me in a truck driving, driving like Miss Daisy. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't care. You can flip me off. I'm just driving. <laughs> I've got D'Angelo playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Well, I don't I, need you. I love those guys, D'Angelo, uh -huh. Monica, and all those R&B mm -hmm. singers. Uh, but I'm a big fan of uh, the up-and-comers because oh, okay. I started from the bottom, too. So I'm listening to people like Daily. Okay. Please, Look them up. Okay. Um, Daily, uh, Jeremy Passion. That's just my vibe. What, nice. what do you guys listen to? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> we talked about this in the car. We just went to Vegas and we were talking about it in the car about how like anxiety inducing it is talking about what kind of music you like. Kelsey oh. made a great playlist for Vegas. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I love music. I feel like I got pretty good taste in music. Yeah. But yeah, I love, I listen to D'Angelo all the time. Um, uh, Solange is new, yeah, or like the yeah, most recent yeah. one. I really love that one. Yes, um, yes. Alicia Keys. Yes, that's like some yes. of my favorite writing yes. music because it's yes. just so like chill and yes. nice. Yeah. So I love yes. that. Big Tenacious writing D fan. Yeah. <laughs> Tenacious oh. D, Jack Black, and Kyle Gass love me some Tenacious D. Oh, I mean, there's a time and a place for yeah. everything. There's a time and a place for everything. <laughs> Taylor's like an 85 year old I man. Know. She, what, what, no, she looks like that. the classical. Barbara Streisand. My mom's okay. a big fan. Album. Oh, that's not what I. <laughs> said my mom's whatever. a big barber stress <laughs> yeah. kind of big. i'm yeah. like i get sad and put on frank sinatra yeah, and no. try not to think about him hitting people <laughs> oh um, god you know how it is uh, <laughs> you were such a good thank yeah. you so no, much you. for doing this thank you, you were yeah. so lovely no, please let me know how everything goes and i love to come back i love to actually have my mom on because i didn't <gasps> tell tell anyone my mom's also gay too 
So oh like, she's like she's like my ride or die chick. So she's 56, but she looks like she's like 36. So anytime she's in town, she lives in New Jersey. She loves the weather here, but she doesn't want to live here. Mm. So anytime she visits, she's like my ride or die chick. Anytime that I'm forced to be in a bar type situation, yeah. I always have her with me because she's like my second eyes. Like, mom, who's looking at me? Oh my Is he god! Oh at me? my god! You know? Please stop! Don't out. don't oh. make everyone fall yeah. in love with me yeah. all at once. She, she's always been gay. She came out to me when I was like maybe nine years old but oh, I wow. didn't come out to her until I was older because at the time I didn't think she always talked about wanting kids I can't wait to have grandchildren oh. so at the time I'm like uh, a man and a man not knowing you know and right. years later there's science that can help now yeah. my right. uncle who and again I mean uh, there's so much to talk about but my mom being gay she's always She's always been gay. She's always and she's always been supportive of me when I came out, but I never came out to her because of fear of her not being able to have kids. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's heavy but, stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah. So yeah, my mom's like she's she actually lived out here in L.A. Mm -hmm. back in the '80s mm -hmm. because she was but she moved back six months because she was a failed comedian. But she's more oh. funnier now than she's ever been, <laughs> and like awesome. and I tell everything. And be, because she'll say, yeah, Sonny, I was out here six months and like it just got too expensive. I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so she went back home. But she's funnier now than she's ever been. So like anytime I can involve her in my social media, she is as raw as it comes. Yeah. Rated R Robin Rosser. Is her name. I Rated love she, it. That's what I'm trying to involve her. I don't know if we can get something going because she's sitting in her prime now. Yeah. Like, we she's so close to New York. Why doesn't she do stand up in yeah. New York? Oh, it's the best place to do I it. Think, I think reality. TV is probably just best for her oh, because yeah. she you was, and your she, mom she need your own reality show. Hell. Seriously, yeah. are you pitching that? You I, should yeah. be you pitching a reality show with your mom. Hey, maybe I'm working on it, but she would write her <laughs> yeah. jokes on her hand. That's what she told me, and yeah. I've seen videos. That's why you failed. If you gotta write your jokes on your hand, you know, <laughs> she's like this. That's your problem. I'm like, fuck, mom. That that's why she was a failed comedian, writing her jokes on her fucking hand. Oh my but, god. But yeah, you know. But again, if I can come back and have her, like, she won't be camera shy. She'll 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 let. <laughs> You have adorable. you have to pitch a show with you and your mom. You really to, like yeah. that's, yeah, I'm working that's on. Maybe someone cool. watching this has a hookup. You never know. Yeah, yeah never if anyone know. listening has a hookup. Reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just want to plug our sponsor really oh, yes. quick. Vented in Brooklyn. We love you so much. Again, aromatherapy bracelets. Um, if you buy one, they donate one to a uh, cancer patient to alleviate chemotherapy symptoms. They donate to all kinds of cancer organizations. You can go to ventedinbrooklyn.com, enter the code VENTEDSHP15 for 15% off your entire order. And they have all kinds of cool designs and power words on there, like grateful and fuck it and all kinds Ooh. of cool shit. I know. <laughs> We're so excited to get our fuck it, it bracelets. Um, yeah, check them out. We, and uh, we love you guys so much and thank you fred yes yeah, oh, so nice to meet like you real life superman you really are hey baby i'm working on it, <laughs> working on it. <laughs> all right oh. guys we'll talk to you next time bye, bye.